1: Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. We're here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, here at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So swing by if you can, or join us by phone at 217-356-9397. That's 356-WDWS. You can also text us at 217 351 5357 five, we have our experts standing by including steve brown good morning good morning and john wisegarver good morning good morning and marianne is uh, on a bit of a vacation good for her oh, he shouldn't yeah. have told them because they
2: heard of that her voice in that commercial they probably thought she was just here
1: oh good point
2: yeah M-R-X. why is she I quiet just... so why is she so quiet today <laughs> sometimes she's quiet
1: Okay, so we can can play along with that, I guess. You guys.
2: (laughs) John, you have some color here. What do you got with one of those things? Oh, my
3: goodness. Holy Toledo. Is that
1: flower taller than me? I think it is.
3: Probably. Well, only because it's on the cart. And because
1: I'm short, but well that's a good point. About
3: four to five feet. Is it
1: a mandevilla?
3: No, it's perennial hibiscus.
1: That's an hibiscus. Okay.
3: That's what we always talk know about. Got... How those I big guess I've just never seen so cool, aren't
1: they? That large. Mm hmm. Yes, it is. Pretty it's cool. A, a beautiful pink, like some fuchsia in it. and uh,
2: Well, they're in their glory outside in everybody's off. garden right now. Okay. And, and like yeah. John said, though, I mean, some varieties are a little bit shorter, but most of them, I'd say, in that four to five foot range yeah. that are established. And, and they're just, just incredible. Yeah.
1: What do hyacinths like?
2: This one's called Candy Crush. Sun. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't sun. full sun. Yeah, full sun or at least a half a day of full sun. Yeah. Okay. To do well.
1: But they're a perennial for zone five.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. There, you know, we always talk about them early like in the it spring. Would be People wonder if they they're dead because they haven't leafed out yet, like everything else has. But they're one of the latest things to leaf out in the perennial garden.
3: Absolutely. Oh, for right. sure.
2: So that's it's not unusual right. to see it leafing out
3: mid to late May, even. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we we have people at Mother's Day going, my hibiscus isn't out yet. And it's, well, maybe give it a couple more weeks.
1: Yeah. Hang in there.
3: It'll Don't it'll worry come about on. it yet. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very cool.
3: Mostly all in those pink pink to fuchsia tones. And the
2: the selection's getting down, but you still have eight to ten varieties uh, out there, maybe? maybe yeah, several. several. Uh, and they're 25% off still, too. So you can not only enjoy them right now this year, but then you can enjoy them for years to come. The other special that you've got going on is some echinacea, and this is this special on the echinacea is only through Monday. Yes. Right. Yes. And wow. those are on sale for twelve dollars. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's great. They're awesome. Normally twenty. I love it. And the variety of colors are beautiful. You can twenty like varieties red, of
3: coneflowers. Yellow, yeah. orange. I couldn't bring them all. The white. <laughs> twenty varieties, folks. Wow. But in the last few years, they've come out with these, just all these really screaming hot colors. Mm Mm-hmm. So we have yellows, orange, reds, burgundies,
2: cinnamon colors. True orange,
1: true red. Traditional purple. True yellow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and there's some doubles. Uh, I don't see any of the yeah. doubles in this one. These are all singles. I didn't they grab have, any though? Yeah, and, but there's some great doubles out there too. I think John had one up here last week. Yeah, but a fresh batch that came in. We have hundreds and hundreds of them.
1: What do you mean by doubles and singles? Uh, you remember where we had hot. that? Had
2: that? Uh, we talked about that one that looked like a dandelion, dandelion on steroids, where it's a yellow flower and it had the large petals right in the middle there too. Okay. Um, and uh, Again, twenty varieties. And they're one and two gallon pots and they're twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Through Monday. Yep. Nice. And if you say, Wow, oh, it's too hot this weekend to plant just buy it. Water it daily at home. Yep. And uh plant
3: it when it's more convenient for you. I mean that's what we we all do that. We yeah. pick something up and oh well, we don't quite have time, but, but set it aside in the where it's not gonna be in the blazing sun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do, you ever, do it when you can. Do you ever transplant it, like, and you tell yourself temporarily, but you know that the plant could use it, and so you, you go ahead and just throw it in a container with maybe a few other things, and then, and then pull them out once you have time, and put it together?
3: You certainly could do that. Okay. If I was I, going to do that, I'd tend to use it with a plan that I'm going
2: to use it for the season yeah. in a container with annuals for color, and then I'll transplant it in the fall. Okay. You know, as opposed to thinking, I'm just going to do it for the middle of the summer and rip it out because if you rip it out, then you're going to be disturbing it so much because you'll be leaving
3: some of the roots behind. Okay. So, but that, in fact, I this week had a lot of people grabbing some perennials like that and say, "Oh, I'm just going to refresh my containers with it." You know, add it with some mm-hmm. tropicals. and replace the ones that are that, stressed you'll out. You'll have that color all the way up
0: through the end.
2: So again, gallon and two gallon echinacea up to nineteen ninety nine regularly on sale for twelve bucks through Monday. Twenty varieties, which would represent probably legitimately eight to nine to ten different colors or shades of colors mm-hmm. um, with it, and then you've got some other cool fresh perennials that just
3: arrived too. What you got? Yeah, one one of my favorites, and I like to recommend to to everybody is the coreopsis, yeah. because it's so satisfying it's a really long-lived bloomer and you deadhead it and it's gonna rebound for you a couple times
1: wonderful well that's like a a true beautiful bright yellow golden yellow and then uh kind of a bronze in the middle that's one of of the the ones in the
2: uptick series and I think you have three or four varieties of the upticks but mm-hmm. then you have some other coreopsis out there well too but like John said the, the flowers just last for weeks and weeks and weeks cuz there's so many buds that just keep on
3: coming on and then that's that's where we always have that question what what perennial's going to bloom all season <laughs> which you know there really isn't one but but this is,
1: this blooms pretty long time okay yeah and then how how large will it get the coreopsis
3: Just different different varieties get a little bit different, but anywhere between twelve and eighteen inches, most of them.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And do they spread?
3: They are. uh, They're not spreading. It'll grow larger in size, but it's not going to creep out and run. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not a creeper. Okay. Yep. And you got some fresh lavender in as well. I love the lavender. Oh my gosh, we got. Tons of different ones. This is beautiful. Uh, really, one that's been around forever. The the hid coat or hid coat tea. Some people say it's dainty. fancy people. Yes,
2: uh, smells you lovely. got that. I think phenomenal, super blue. A mm-hmm. uh, handful of varieties in gallon pots. Absolutely stunning. Yeah.
1: And how long does lavender bloom?
3: Well, it starts kind of now uh first mid-summer. part of mid-summer, yeah. Okay. And uh most important thing about lavender, you want to have it in really well-drained soil.
1: Uh, don't like to have their feet wet? Nope. Okay. Nope. Got it. And so. they
2: often overwinter as a perennial, uh, not as reliable as some things. But if it's in well-drained soil, like John said, uh, you have a decent chance of them overwintering. If you want to help insure it, you could mulch it in as you go into the winter uh, with a shredded bark mulch, something that would be very porous and would drain away well. You wouldn't want to use a heavy mulch like soil up around it, but you could do that. That would help ensure it to overwinter, Uh, but very rewarding, awesome, um, not terribly difficult to bring inside the house and overwinter if you have a bright window, uh, so you could go that route too, or you could try the suspended Hmm. animation semi-dormancy thing if you had a Cool, bright shed like Mary Ann does that you can keep it in so you have too. a couple different options but um, just and it's easy to just even grown as an annual in a container not even worry about it because you can enjoy yeah, it all summer long
3: absolutely so it's pretty cool
2: and then you have got an allium over there is that what
3: yeah Millennium flowering onion allium that was I think perennial of the year a couple of years ago
1: I love the the uh, are they not quite leaves what do you call these those,
2: those are leaves. leaves are
1: they leaves okay those are leaves well they're beautiful I love the bright green Long and, nice and firm and yes
2: it's a neat texture for yeah, the perennial gardens yes for sure or you could put again you could put that in a container just as a, a completely different texture than you're going to get from any of your
3: annuals okay that should be nice
1: oh my goodness I'm looking at the photo now of what they look like when they'll open up just a Beautiful pink,
3: little pinky lavender. Yeah, yeah, pretty. So
1: lots of fun things.
0: Absolutely, lots
2: more fresh plants again this week. Yes, sir. So good to go. Great. Still a few hydrangeas left. I've been eyeballing the tree hydrangeas that you put up by the front entrance.
1: You? Yeah,
2: just just absolutely stunning.
1: I drove up and I went, holy hydrangea, Batman! They are yeah. all in full bloom. So if you yeah. if you want to see what you're going to get when they are at their peak, you should come shopping right now.
2: And uh, we've got another special that's a coupon special. So I think you'd have to go to Prairie Gardens' Facebook page or Prairie Gardens' website to see that coupon. But there might be a special on 8-inch foliage hanging baskets out there, too. Ah. Just mine. I think there is. Yeah. Eight inch it's a coupon, and basket. you need to go get, check it out. You can just pull it up on your phone and show it to the cashiers and... Get a screaming deal on some pretty cool.
1: I love that houseplant hanging baskets. You don't have to waste, waste any paper printing it up or anything. Ew, yeah. yeah,
3: not
2: Excellent. at all. So, Johnny, any uh, common questions besides? Uh,
3: you know, it w- it was kind of a uh, not. Week for a lot of questions, which I was kind of glad about. (laughs) You could use a bit of a (laughs) break. You know, it's kind of the same ones, a little bit of a little bit. uh, Japanese beetles are kind of seem like they're on the end. Good. Not a lot of bagworms. Wow. This week. That's good. Hopefully, which was kind of great. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of, uh, probably the most common question is uh, a lot of disease on tomatoes and squash. Oh. Yeah.
1: And what kind of signs Kinda do they show? Goes
3: along with the humid yuck weather.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, yellow yellow leaves yellow with brown spots.
1: That's what to look for. Yeah. And, uh, is it usually one specific disease or is there a variety or
3: Well, there can be
1: Well, obviously there's
3: you know a few more than a couple one of different but, ones, but
1: are is there a main one that we have to combat in this area?
2: For the tomatoes, there's some foliage, foliar diseases that are soil borne. And yeah. f- for all practical purposes, there's early blight, late blight, septoria leaf spot. And the symptoms look pretty much the same. Almost the same, yeah. So, And it's not necessary that you identify which of the three it is, because your control methods are really best as, used as cultural methods. And that's to, when you see the early onsets of some of the leaves, remove them, get them in the garden. When you water, keep the water at the base of the plant so you keep the foliage dry. Uh, Keep the plant pruned and opened up as best you can so you have air circulation Mm. uh, that they're not too crowded. Um, You might have to consider next year if you have the luxury of putting them in a different part of the garden. If you have disease this year, put them in a different place just because it's a soil-borne disease and can persist. Oh, Um, but it's you know chemical controls are, are. Almost impossible. Yeah. And I wouldn't do them on my tomatoes because I'm not going to apply a chemical and try and then consume tomatoes here within a day or days of applying that chemical. So okay. I think cultural message are your your best friend. Uh, but yeah. that's the, the most common. I mean, there's other problems, but that's 90% of the problems that people have with tomatoes. Uh, blossom yeah. end rot, which is not really a disease. It's and a physiological watering, problem. Yeah. Where you have that brown sucking spot on the bottom of the tomato. Because you um,
1: haven't had consistent water? It's a
3: calcium deficiency
2: with the
1: plant. So. Okay.
2: So make sure they're mulched in real well. Make sure you're using the fertilizer with calcium as a trace element. If you plant, uh, when you're you, or you can even top dress it, but it takes so long to become effective, you can use some of the... Uh, marine cuisine type of products that are lobster shells or some other thing or you know, like nice. lee kabuti always planted uh, eggshells egg in shells. with the tomatoes yeah. you know oh, that's uh, right. so you have extra calcium available to the plants but again those are natural sources that take a while to become available there is a commercial chemical out there that's more readily available calcium that you could apply mix with water and and pour on the plants and uh, And help them out if you need something more
1: quickly. Okay. And still be edible. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You can phone in at 217-356-9397 or text 351-5357.
3: Just a quickie along with a tomato talk
1: mm-hmm.
3: and a customer that had a 16 inch pod and they planted three tomatoes in it <laughs> <laughs> well what are we gonna, what are we gonna do <laughs> what did you so, say cut some of them down so, to the ground <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i said pick 20 one that's the healthiest and the, the one that you really want to eat yeah so yeah
1: so yeah they created
3: a monster
4: <laughs>
2: well you know you- to try and keep up watering, it's so crowded. You're going to have yeah. so much foliage together. Yeah. You're going to be prone to disease problems and no yeah. air circulation with it. And um, it just wouldn't be very productive at all. Plus, I don't know how you can keep it upright and keep it from blowing over with all that yeah. top weight, too. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, uh, so it's it's a challenge. But, they, yeah. I mean, they were smart. They had the biggest pot they could get their hands on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A 16-inch pot is great. Yeah. Quite often people want to put it in a 10- or 12-inch pot. and yeah. they, that just doesn't work. Yeah. Or if you really want to grow tomatoes in a container, uh, consider varieties that are determinate; they don't get as tall and as large, and don't keep going for the sky. And that's more practical in a container, and yeah. you can still get great fruit. Sure. It's just a different way to do it. Okay. Yeah.
3: Well, as as they said, uh, this is a, a life lesson learned. You know, exactly. You know, next year we'll do three separate pots.
2: <laughs> yeah, and not the end of the world by any means. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And-
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what gardening is all about, right? Yep. Yep. Try it out. For sure. If it doesn't work, you try it again. I had a pleasant surprise that uh, I put my mums in the ground last fall. wasn't really thinking about it, but just left them alone. And my yellow ones are blooming now, starting to open up. I'm so excited. Wow. Good for you. Thank you. It's like one of those... uh, I just... I just wasn't expecting it, I guess. (laughs) So I can't wait for them all to open up. Hey, getting back to vegetables. Steve, thank you for the beautiful vegetables that you brought me. You're welcome. You brought me the most beautiful head of cabbage that it's like photo worthy. And then, oh my, oh, you have a variety of potatoes. Oh, wait, no, this is garlic.
2: No, that's an onion.
1: That's a, yes, it is.
2: That's an onion. Now that I smell it. (laughs) There you go. And the potatoes are just Yukon Golds.
1: Is it like a small from red? It's in the out garden
2: now? too. And it's uh, potato harvest time for most people. Yeah. Oh,
1: how fun. And
2: at least on some varieties. And the Yukon golds that we grew this year are dying back nicely, and it's time to pop them out of the ground. Uh, we've got a lot of fingerling potatoes that are still really not turning brown or yellow at all. The foliage is still super green. Some of them are even still flowering. So, so you just they'll wait. <laughs> they'll just stay in the ground. You know, and if yeah. you get in a hurry, you can always pop one up and see what it looks like down there and see what you got going and you could do it early and get some new potatoes if you will true some smaller really tender ones and uh, those uh, potatoes that you have Tamara, were harvested last weekend really and so when you first pull them out of the ground the skins are so tender i mean if you just barely rub them with your hands you're rubbing the skins off and so you have to be pretty careful not to bruise them and damage them and so those were uh, lightly wiped off, but ever so lightly, because you can see the the skin's intact, and that's why they're still dirty. So, obviously, if you get them home, you can wash them, or you can just leave them like that, and then wash them right before, right, you, right, eat them. Yeah, or before you... eat them. Yeah, before you eat them. Yeah,
3: prepare them. Yes, and thank you very thank much. much. You uh, John, made, I brought some, John, this week, and what did you make with we, yours? We made a German potato salad. Whoa. Yum. You got a recipe to share? It's a quickie. It's uh, cubed potatoes, uh, bacon... Onions, parsley. Nice. Garlic. Okay. Yeah. And he it, it warm it. like a real German. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to. Oh, well, you got to have a little vinegar and mustard. Yeah. You know, okay. Slurry in there.
1: So. Let's go to the phone lines at 356 9397 and talk to Mike. Hey, good morning, Mike. How are you?
0: Good morning. I'm doing great. Good. I. I, I My quick question is, I've heard several times, you mentioned it this morning, about when you water your tomato plants, make sure you don't get the water on the leaves, get it on the ground, uh, which kind of makes sense. But when it rains, our leaves get wet. What's the difference between watering it yourself or when it rains, why is rainwater, uh, doesn't it affect the uh, leaves and the water from my host does?
1: That's an excellent point. Hard question.
2: It it does affect it. uh, And what you're just trying to do is, affect it the least amount possible. So, um, you, 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 yeah, you, you can't help it. It's going to rain, it's going to rain, and, and you're grateful for that. But that repetitive, I'm out there daily or every other day out and you're having to water, um, you're just increasing the risk factor and the potential for the disease to splash around. So, uh, and, right. well, and, and from a practical standpoint, you're not going to keep the foliage completely dry. You're just trying to keep it Do
1: the best you can.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Thanks a lot.
1: What kind of tomatoes do you have, Mike?
0: Uh, Usually I do salad tomatoes, cherry tomatoes. I've got some giant cherry tomatoes this year that my wife really likes. Uh, Oh, cool. I don't have a lot of success with the larger tomatoes, but uh, we eat a lot of salad anyway, so these work out fine.
2: That sounds great. Nice. That sounds good. What if you haven't had luck in the past with the larger tomatoes, Mike? Any ideas as to why or?
0: No, I, probably because I'm a poor gardener. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> poor uh, they, they just don't get large, or they, uh, they I, get, I get some, uh, some with a lot of holes in them, but I never see any worms, uh, and uh, and I don't get a lot of uh, tomatoes on plants, so it just. Uh, and like I say, primarily we use them for uh, salads, so the, tomatoes, for the cherry tomato size uh, are the ones
2: that yeah. work out best. Yeah. Sounds like you've got a good system going on for those.
0: It works every year so far.
2: There you go. That's great. <laughs> there you go. Any, uh, do you, have you tried a couple different varieties of cherries or pretty much the traditional red cherries, and you said you had a larger red cherry
0: this year? Yeah. No, I, I generally I try different different ones. It just depends on what's available when I, uh, you know month for store, uh, but this year I found the giant uh, cherries, and uh, we finally like those because they're a
3: little bit more meaty uh, than the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, meaty and juicier probably, yeah.
2: I find myself getting a little bit lazier over time, and I don't plant as many cherry tomatoes as I used to just because once they start coming on, it's like laborious to uh, harvest. <laughs> I mean, because you, I mean, you get that many. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm probably,
0: the so they go to church with me on Sundays They go to the neighbor's houses. And yeah. Don't yeah. When I come.
2: And usually the first 10 or 20 don't even make it out of the garden. Yeah, they're in my mouth. And then, uh, then you start putting them in the bowl.
1: There you go. Well, thanks for calling in, Mike. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss?
0: Nope, that was it. Thanks a lot.
1: Okay. Thanks, oh, you Mike. bet. Thanks for calling in. 356 is our phone number. You can also text 351 for the plant experts live at Prairie Gardens.
3: So speaking about the rain, which we first we had a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we haven't this week, but couldn't you just tell the difference between that rainwater on the plants as opposed to your watering with the hose? They always seem like they're a little more stressed, but when they get that real rain down and it soaks into the soil, they just seem like they're fresh and love it. Especially
2: when you get one after the next, and it really gets a chance to saturate the soil versus just not all the way completely. But, yeah, if you you got lulled into sleeping on your watering, you know, just because we were fortunate there for about a week or two weeks, uh, and obviously with these temperatures especially coming on, right now you're going to be back out there mm-hmm. if not daily every other day or whatever you need to do yeah. uh, for the different type of plantings and yeah. if they're new versus been in the ground for a year or two but um, containers in full sun you know you're back to daily watering oh yeah again for sure yeah and then also fertilizing too keeping up with that i know uh, it's like a, a couple plants that i got a little bit sloppy with in terms of watering in the containers and so they're they're overall in pretty good shape, but the foliage isn't as deep and dark as it could be, just cuz it's probably stressed a little bit more. I need to make sure I'm back hydrating those really well and then I won't just dump a bunch of fertilizer on there, but I will start to feed a little bit more after I make sure it's hydrated really well, just to see if I can get them green back up. Because you got to keep those hummingbirds happy. You oh my keep gosh, those plants yeah. growing. Got to mm-hmm. keep the flowers on them.
1: Mhm.
3: Yeah. And uh, especially if you're doing a lot of flowering blooming annuals in your containers, uh use one meant for that it helps a lot it just adds a little phosphorus that they need so that's a that's a good tip too sometimes if you use the all purpose you're getting a little bit more green foliage but not as much blooms
1: oh okay yeah I see the difference
3: and speaking of hummingbirds unfortunately a lot of the hosta blooms are waning now that Mm -hmm. I've been cutting down so I'll probably have less. That's what they like at my house. For, oh, yeah. do they? Yeah.
0: The
2: it's amazing us. the variety of plants that they go after. Oh, my
3: gosh, yeah.
2: It's just incredible.
3: I've <laughs> even seen them on lantanas, which I didn't oh, yeah. think they would. Oh, no, they do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Lantanas, petunias, callies, yeah. Yeah. you name it, Yeah, they're after.
1: Nice. You guys ready for a couple of texts? Yes, yeah, sure. All right. No, it's not going to go there for me. Okay. From Steve in Champagne, I want to put in some ground cover in a shaded area. He likes ivy, uh, but he read that it isn't really good for cats, and uh, they do have an indoor-outdoor cat. And so they thought, well, what what would be a good ground cover that they might be able to use in a shaded area?
2: One of my favorites still is Vinca. It's tried and true. And, uh um, Vinca. yeah. So it's um, going to be a semi-evergreen. If it's in a shady area, it's going to be a, a almost a pure evergreen for them. It's uh, aggressive and fills in nicely, but doesn't take over as much as English ivy does typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, My
3: favorite one is uh, Pachysandra, Japanese spurge. Oh, okay. It's a little bit taller, Yeah. but it still will run. It's pretty, and it gets a little white flower on it. And do you worry about
2: removing the leaves thoroughly in the winter as you fall on those, or do you just kind of let whatever
3: happens happen? It just happens, and then uh, in the spring I'll come in and kind of rake part of it off. Yeah. But uh, if there's a little bit heavy amount, it'll make its way up through.
1: Okay.
2: There you go.
3: And there's other choices,
2: too. I mean, there's barren strawberry. There's... Ioannimus uh, coloratus, so there's yeah. Sweet Woodruff. Um, That's another great one. I like that. Yeah, uh, Those would be some of the best ones that we've talked about. You certainly could use English Ivy too, but it does um, take over. It's pretty aggressive. Starts oh, to uh, get Ivy into isn't. siding and cling onto the house if it's wood siding or something uh, like that or brick or stone. Runs um, up trees. Runs up trees. Oh. Um, so, runs into the neighbor's yards. Yeah, and it's uh, oh, physically a little bit more to get the um, leaves out of it if they're sitting on top it's not so bad in the fall but if they work their way down in to try and pull them out you're fighting the string and the lining of it yeah. so okay. leaf
3: blower is pretty effective but not as well as raking okay so yeah it's a, it gets a little messy
1: now getting back to vinca isn't that an annual well there was... are
2: annual varieties but i'm talking about a perennial there variety. is a perennial variety oh yeah. Of vinca. yeah oh yeah i didn't know that yeah Probably more well known than the annual variety in oh. in many ways. The you know, annual variety's come on a lot the last five years in terms of awareness and popularity. Just cause it's good for good sunny spots, mm-hmm. and it blooms all summer. But this is a lower growing, smaller leaf, shinier, darker leaf, uh, and it only has typically a lavender blue flower. You, there is a white flowering variety, but it's seldom seen.
1: Okay. Out there. And it,
3: that's always a question when somebody asks for Vinca. <laughs> do you want the annual or do you want the, the perennial vine? That's
2: the first thing we ask. Yeah. And it's Vinca Minor is the Vinca is the genus name and minor is the species name, yeah.
1: Okay. For the perennial kind. Yeah, and
2: a variety okay. that we often most sell is a variety a cultivar called bowls, B O W L E S. It's just a good performer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, uh, we have another text. It says, right after the News Gazette article on aster yellows, I checked my coneflowers and found that one, uh, that on one plant. I cut back the stems on that plant and put them in the garbage. I can't bring myself to dig up the entire plant. will cutting them back short this fall help. So, aster yellows. And because those aren't typically, those aren't a coneflower, right? No,
2: he's talking about a disease problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I did not read the article, and I. Neither. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't even know what it. What it said, but. Well,
1: what can you tell us about uh, cutting back the coneflowers? I guess the
2: first thing I would probably do is just again clean my pruning shears after having cut them, uh, with either a ten percent bleach solution or take take a cotton ball, rubbing alcohol, and just clean them off with that and smart to go ahead and get rid of the diseased leaves and stems and stuff like that like like he did right he or she did and then i if they want to just take a wait and see approach they can do that but i think it sounds to me like the article but again i haven't read it, it sounded like it was removing suggested about removing the Debray. the entire plant, but okay i
3: haven't read the article so yeah yeah all right but that's smart yeah that's what i would do i would do at least go that far and then wait and see what happens
1: Okay, and how? Do, since we were talking about coneflowers anyway, um, yeah. What? How? What? What would you do to prepare them for winter? Would you want to cut them down?
3: Well, a lot of people like to leave the the spent blossoms for the birds.
1: Oh, that's what I would do. Excellent.
2: You know, unless unless you're concerned about it being not tidy enough, uh, right? For yeah. your for your viewpoints. So some people will, will cut them off, but yeah, finches. A lot of small birds will just love the seeds so it's a good food source
1: okay nice yep okay and
2: they're They're typically pretty winter hardy so as far as mulching them in it's usually not much of a
3: a problem unless you're already mulching as far as uh you know to keep for weed control and Mm -hmm. and water conservation okay yeah we don't want to cover them you don't want to cover up the foliage
2: which is good you just don't have to necessarily mound extra mulch up around them to help them over winter because
1: they're pretty tough okay I wouldn't have expected that, but that's great. Uh, That came from Trish. Trish, thanks for your text. Uh, You can text us at 217-351-5357, or you can just phone us at 217-356-9397. For the plant experts, live at Prairie Garden. So uh, you've been to a few of the shows, Steve, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, there are usually different trends for each year. Like this year ended up being the year of the gnome, really, because uh, you had gnomes. I mean, we've had two years of gnomes. Two years? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you seeing any, anything new or fresh or uh, anything that could trend I, I in don't, the next few years? Uh,
2: I can't say that there's any one thing that's obvious to us now. Okay. Uh, there's lots of energy and design talent going into trying to create new product
1: mm-hmm.
2: in uh, home decor and garden accents. Um, but as far as any one thing, I, I can't say so. I think the this is when it comes to the outdoor garden accents. I think there's as much or more energy into different solar uh, pieces as, as anything that would be again just for lighting purposes accents that could be enjoyed uh more throughout the evening and dusk and not just during the day nice yeah but i i don't think there's any one thing that i can see out there yeah just um despite some of the chaos with um all the crazy stupid increased costs for ocean freight Mm. coming in uh a lot of the small garden gizmos and things um are uh There's some really good values that we'll be having again for next year. So we're excited about that. Uh, Pottery-wise, excited about all the offerings that we're going to have. More and more new, small, fresh ceramic pots in for the houseplant craze. We have a great selection now, but we'll have more and more over the next few weeks. So there'll be plenty of that going in. Availability for saucers and coasters
1: and caddies and all that house plant kind of stuff great. Uh, should be should be strong. You have some, good. yeah, really cool planters up front. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines at three five six nine three nine seven and talk to Rick from Longview. Good morning, Rick. How are, How are you? you? Good. Good morning. Doing fine. How are you today? We're doing great. Thanks.
4: Good. I have a question for Mr. Brown. Um, uh, I was wondering why. Uh, or if it's, if it's if it might be possible, have you ever considered selling uh, like sweet corn in bulk?
2: It, it, we have, and we we you do, have. but okay. we we we've we've had a like other places a problem with supply this year. Um, yes, I, I, I
4: realize that.
2: So what we were able to offer was minimal compared to the past, but oh. typically just a line A extra sweet and maybe phenomenal and a few other ones. So we will typically carry two to three varieties of a shrunken gene, maybe a sugar-enhanced um, hybrids, right. um, and hopefully next year things will stabilize and we can have a better supply. But,
4: um,
2: okay, um, and I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think the the days of where we would used to sell it, most of our customers aren't in the position where they're buying pounds of it. You know, right, they're buying right. maybe a, a quarter of a pound or a half a pound at the most, uh, something yeah. like that for most garden sizes. But yeah, we'll continue to carry it, and hopefully the supply chain will shake out and not be so crazy next year.
4: Okay. Well, but we. I, I, I guess I. I guess I have, n- I have never really. Uh, uh, been there when i've been able to find the the bulk bulk stuff so have either I'm have not you looking the uh, right spot or, or
2: we've got a uh it's an obnoxiously fluorescent green cabinet that we have the bulk <laughs> seat in and it's about okay. five feet wide and about four feet tall with a bunch of drawers in it and okay. uh, all the all the bulk seed is there and you know, the everything, all the bulk seed came in late this year just with the supply chain problems. And so oh. uh, we went through a lot of traditional things like lettuces and radish and carrots and and beans and peas. And, again, the corn right. was the latest and, and was uh, canceled in many situations. But so typically it starts to arrive in February, late February, mid-February. Uh, but this year uh-huh. I think most of the seeds didn't come in until, what, John, late March?
3: It was late. It was, yeah. it, even in the into bulk, April yeah. on the
2: the bulk seeds, yeah. yeah.
4: Okay, but well, it'll be up well, there by
2: the package seed and the potatoes and the onions and that kind of stuff in the spring. But it's it's okay. it's Mountain Dew green. Uh, That's a good analogy, <laughs> Mountain <laughs> Dew.
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, well, I I I planted a, uh, about a half an acre this year for a Boy Scout troop, and and they are they're they're selling for their last time today, and so uh where are you selling uh we're in villa grove
2: okay uh right downtown or where are you
4: well at the four-way stop
2: okay
3: cool and And, uh, what uh, variety did you grow
4: well i planted two varieties and i really can't tell you because the one was nothing but numbers and i ordered it online from a seed Uh house and and looked, looked through all their varieties and i picked one I was very disappointed with it. It was only about eight rows around and maybe six to seven inches long so that was that was an early variety that was a sixty seven day variety and mm-hmm. uh i mean i I paid a phenomenal price for i think I got maybe two thousand seeds mm-hmm. uh, so 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 then uh I had a a uh Cortiva uh salesman he had some seed and he donated some some seed which was a 74 day variety and right now they are just huge ears they're bicolored and mm-hmm. uh they're 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 uh, nice nice sized ears so uh we we picked we picked corn last night and they're they're selling this is the sixth uh, time we've sold uh this this summer we usually sell like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and then uh, on Saturday. And so hopefully uh, they'll do well. And and it's it's a fundraiser for the for the scouts. So uh, that's awesome. That's cool. That's great. So will yeah.
2: you have enough to get you through the day, or will you be selling only till through the morning, or early you know, afternoon?
4: W- well, what we we picked what we thought we could sell, and uh, they'll probably sell till about one o'clock or so. And uh, what they don't sell. Uh, there's a a a girl scout that that for a girl scout project she's doing uh like a food pantry so what we have left over will donate to their to her food pantry to for people to come and get that's
2: great that's that's cool. great that's awesome
4: so at the four way stop at Villa Grove till about one o'clock today
2: fresh sweet corn you got picked it. last night you got it hey did, did yep. you have much of a do you have much of a critter problem deer or coons or anything getting into the corn no. or did you
4: we, we had, we had a, a, uh, some problem, uh, my, I'm going to say probably mainly coons uh, with the early variety, but this second variety we've had no, no damage in it. Now, this, is, this was uh, sweet corn that was not sprayed with any insecticide or any fungicide, uh, and so there are uh, the bores at the end of the ears. So, you know, you just peel back and you, you see that worm at the end of the year, just cut it off. But, you know, it, it has not been sprayed with with anything dangerous. So you
2: might lose an inch or an inch and a half at the end, but other than that, you're good to go, huh?
4: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: That's, that's cool. awesome. Nice. What uh, Do you mind me asking what you're selling it for,
4: price-wise? We're, we're selling it for, for four to five, I think it's $4 a dozen.
2: Wow, that's a good deal. It that's a great deal. Is. Not I'll, sprayed. You know, we'll be by um,
1: shortly after the show ends. Yeah, I think I'm going to be making a road trip to Villa Grove here. <laughs> <know>. No kidding. <laughs> that well, sounds great. Uh, you know,
4: we, we you know, I, I'm I'm one of the scout leaders, and uh, I look at it from the standpoint of I have to know what my community can can support us with, and that's why we we price it the way we did versus. If I was in Champagne or Savoy or Urbana, it would be definitely five dollars a dozen. Yeah. Oh, at least. So, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Do you have the boys yeah. there with you now?
4: Yes, there there are my, my the the actually the scoutmaster is is working the stand today, and he's got like four boys that are helping him and. Uh, they they're sitting in there. Got it all bagged. Got not all of it bagged up, but got corn bagged up. All you do is pull up and put the wind down, and you know, give us uh, the money, and we've set the corn in, and away you go. So, what if you get and a run on us nice. here, Mike?
2: Can you pick any more during the day, or are you just going to just sell out early?
4: We're probably just going to sell out with what we got. I don't know. We've we've probably got probably close to a hundred dozen in there.
3: Wow. That's pretty cool. Nice. That would be awesome if you
2: can raise 4 or 500 bucks this morning.
1: That really would be
4: awesome. Yeah. And, and I, the boys- I mean right 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 now, right now we're we've if we if we can sell out what we have today, uh they're going to come close to having $1500. <gasps> That's great. Good for them.
2: That is so, great. So so other than sustaining the troop, do you have any projects in mind uh that is going to be the greatest beneficiary of the funds raised or um,
4: well, we'll 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 use it to help uh, some kids that that are in need that are in Scouts. We our troop is, consists of uh, oh boy, we've got probably tw- at least twenty five boys that are in the troop, and uh, so they go to they'll go to merit badge clinics and things like that, and we'll tell them, okay, you know, uh, you go, we pick up. Uh, a portion of of the cost to to go to the go to that clinic uh, or uh, i know we helped a couple of boys that went to summer camp so uh it's uh it's all all helping out
1: that's great that's fantastic cool The, the uh the boys that are there you want to give them a quick shout out well,
4: uh there, I think I think we got uh uh Zach and we've got uh Jay Chase and I'm trying to think who else the who else I'm not sure what the other two boys names were that, that were in there this morning but uh uh Jeremy Bennett is our uh leader. He lives in Camargo and uh he's uh been he's he's been very active and he's young and he, he's got a lot of boys come in within the last couple of years so uh the, nice. the troop is healthy
1: all right very good awesome well rick we really appreciate well, thank, you thank calling you. in thank you uh-huh oh, certainly you bet have a good Everybody. day thanks you rick. too and thank you for all your efforts for the boy scouts thank you bye-bye all right bye-bye plant experts live at prairie gardens and uh boy real quick do you want to run down i know you've got 25 percent off on hydrangeas
2: yeah, That's butterfly right. bush, burning uh, hibiscus, uh, super special on these uh, one gallon and two gallon echinacea. Uh, anywhere from fifteen to twenty bucks normally on sale for twelve bucks. Twenty varieties, oh. just about every color you could possibly imagine. That's through Monday. Single through and doubles, Monday. and that goes through Monday. And then there's a coupon for some really nice foliage hanging baskets, house plant hanging baskets, at prairiegardens.com or Prairie Gardens Facebook page. You can grab the coupon and show that at the cashiers, and they'll. Give you that super price, but That's lots great. of fresh colors. Uh, I think just about every annuals marked down, except for the hanging baskets out there and yeah. the flowering annuals. Uh, anywhere from 25 to 50 percent off. Uh, lots of good color. Wow. Got a great
3: new shipment of some cool uh, house plants, some some neat little succulents, some of the vining ones. So. Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. And definitely. I think you had some solid green and some variegated green and white string of pearls, pearls. in there. And then on some r- traditional foliage plants, just the best selection of some of the striped and colorful ones, whether it's some of the marantas or calatheas, uh, just some scream in color. Yep. Really
1: exotic looks. definitely worth cool. uh, coming out and perusing everything that's available here at Prairie Gardens. John Weisgarver, Steve Brown, thank you both so much. Thank you, thank you. All right. Those are our experts, and I want to thank our producer, Dave Leak, and our on-site engineer, Brooke Sholem. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Brooke took photos of all of the flowers we discussed today, so if you want to uh, find those on Facebook, they would be under WDWS, and a podcast of this show will be available later today at WDWS.com as well as previous podcasts if you want to take a listen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great weekend.